Hello and welcome, friends and enemies, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and this is the podcast where we talk about what's been going on in the FGC. Uh, but we usually have fun guests to talk about, like the what's the latest. And a friend of mine on the show this week, uh, author, you may know him as Body Novel, Eli Horowitz. What's happening, man? Hi, I, I was really worried there for a second because you started with we normally have fun guests on the show, and like I was like, but dot dot dot. But, anyway, no, I'm good. <laughs> but I pulled this sack, sad sack of shit in here, and <laughs> sorry, this is what you get. Yeah. Uh, how, how's the how's the Pittsburgh weather treating you, man? Oh, I I hate the Pittsburgh weather right now. I'm actually a cold weather guy, um, and yeah. <laughs> And, Luckily, uh, we have a lot of that. It's it's mostly winter mm. here. <laughs> yeah, we have true. the two the two winters. It's the <laughs> it's winter happens and then spring happens for like a week and then like in the middle of winter, like in December, it'll be like for yeah. people oh, who don't yeah, know, yeah. the Pittsburgh weather is like hella fucked up in terms of yeah. where we are. But uh, yeah. L- literally, there was one year when when I came home from college in December for like winter break and me and my friends went to melon park and played basketball in our shorts and t-shirts because it was like 70 degrees or something it was crazy yep that is right on brand for for the weather yeah. uh although it's been like hella dry recently a little bit of rain but like my mm-hmm. my grass in the front yep. is it, it's so it's like it's all dead and dry but except for the weeds so, <laughs> which are like sprouting up all over. So I actually, I went outside to pick some weeds yesterday and like my grass was so dry. I got a brush burn on my hand oh, no. from the grass. And I'm like, yeah. how, is, how did this even happen? Like, yeah, I really hate plants. If you, have you read, um, Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer? Uh, no. Is that, was the movie based on that? Yeah, it was one that the movie was based on. Okay, it's like a it's like a Lovecraftian take on plants, basically, and I'm like totally in favor of it because I think plants are horrifying and terrible. <laughs> no, that's actually that's actually a phenomenal movie, and I actually might want to yeah, read right? that book as well. It's a good book. I, yeah, because yeah. it's a good movie, a good flick yeah. that like didn't get much like coverage, like oddly yeah. enough. Yeah, and it it's like this phenomenal story with like four women leads that like yeah, yeah, all yeah. do a great job <laughs> like, yeah fucking what's her name the woman who played Valkyrie and she was also in um uh Sorry to Bother You with uh, Tessa Thompson I think yeah she's so fucking good yeah good movie yeah. but um not here to talk about movies yeah. or <laughs> Pittsburgh or I mean we could talk about it that's like the one thing where I was like after I had messaged you on on discord I was like should I just ask him? Should I just like have him over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it is a quarantine. So like yeah. maybe in this time, maybe not, but there was a moment there. Where I was like, he's probably just come over, right? Like we can, <laughs> I could, I could have sat in your yard and just like looked into your window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And held exactly. eye contact. Yeah. Uh, and be like, yeah, we have this pane of glass between us. Uh, interviews between mm-hmm. glass is like <laughs> pri- prison style interview. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> We've got like a, Telephone between us being like <laughs> hands up on the glass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, before we dig into what's been going on and kind of what we have slated for today's show, uh, I kind of want to ask you right up front, like where can people find you? What do you have going on? Where do you want to throw people to uh, mm-hmm. right now? 
so people can't miss it later on when they tune out of the episode yeah so you can um find me on twitter at bodied novel which is just all one word b-o-d-i-e-d and then the word novel um the same thing is my twitch address um i don't stream super a lot on twitch but every now and again i will um i did a little um like commentary series on some anime a while ago i did a short stream um when the black lives matter protests um were about a week old about um burnout uh, among activists Mm -hmm. um for some of the people on my feed who are feeling that way and i'm gonna do like readings and stuff so like it's it's an occasional thing and then my uh official writer's website which um shout outs to gabe i don't know how to pronounce his last name arteaga maybe artega um, from top tier who helped me build my website is just my name, Eli Horowitz.com. So those are, that's where I'm at. Awesome. Uh, that's some good stuff, but let's talk about the one thing that you have coming up. I actually don't know when the date of this is going to be, but you've authored a book. Let's, let's call it bodied novel (laughs) (laughs) as it were, which I can't imagine. So there's probably some, let me ask you this. Is there regret in making that your Twitter account? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> yeah, I, um, so the reason I made a Twitter account in the first place is that I was starting to apply to agencies to be represented to the five major um, publication houses, which is how you have to do it. And a number of the agencies said, we really want you to like have a social media presence already. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just register a Twitter for my book um, and I will call it, you know, like, you know, have the people will do like annihilationmovie.com or something like that. I was like, mm-hmm. well, I'll just use the same format, body novel. And yeah, so now I, my nickname in the community is synonymous with you suck at video games, which is delightful. <laughs> so there's, there's, yeah, a little bit of regret. It's rather fun, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it is it is kind of good advertising. I'll, I'll yeah. say that much, and regardless. It, and it's not inaccurate either. Like, it, <laughs> I was really, so, yeah. <laughs> also somewhat true, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but could you tell us about the, the book or, yeah. or yeah, what yeah. details so, are you willing to divulge on this show so oh, far? Oh, I have, I have many details that I'm willing to divulge. Okay. Um, so the book is... Um, sort of like I I attempted to make it a literary take on a coming of age story um, set in the FGC. So the, the premise is that there's a young woman, she's 20 when the book starts out um, in a fictionalized version of the FGC in New York. Um, So I made up a a different arcade. It's not set at next level or anything like that. None of the people are the same. Like there's no real life FGC people in the book. Um, so the whole thing is fictionalized, but hopefully it's recognizable as the FGC and it's her coming of age story, um, both as a person in terms of like, um, sort of standing up for herself in the world and also within the FGC, um, which is obviously like a very, uh, male dominated space by and large. And so there's like gender dynamics that are going on. There's the same, sort of like economic issues that we're all familiar with and that have been sort of uh, prominent in the FGC for a long time. Um, And then for the literary aspect, I chose to set it in 2011 to 2012 um, because I really wanted it to be a sort of a a meditation on history. 
Um, I, like a lot of people, I'm sure when I was in school, I was taught history as just like a bunch of fucking facts that don't really connect up to anything um, that are just random sounds that you have to like spit back at your teacher every now and again. Um, and as an adult, I started to learn and think about history in a different way um, through um, reading a lot of different things, through watching stuff. I find that um, Japanese and Chinese uh, pop art actually has a really interesting um, take on history that I don't see a lot in stuff in the US and like Europe and Canada. Um, so I wanted to try to combine this like very digestible, approachable, like coming of age type story where there's like, you know, the FGC is a fun place to be. There's fun stuff that happens. There's a lot of like puns and wordplay and there's like combat scenes that happen in the game and stuff like that. It's like a sort of engaging story with ideas that people could um, use to sort of see not only the FGC differently, but their own lives and their own time differently um, as it uh, relates to history. So that's the sort of broad overview of the book. Yeah, very good. And just like a little disclosure for for the show, uh, I have I have read it, and I was gonna say my biggest fear after opening opening it up is that it was going to be hyper cheese in terms of <laughs> like self FGC self referential like, mm-hmm. which I feel like anytime someone is a fan of something, and like. It was not. It is super not that. By the way, it is. It, yeah, is, yeah. it is done with like. It is very keen to that. And it's funny that you mentioned the history of it. Uh, that is, I have. I kind of also find myself in a position lately of finding that personal tales of what it it was like to live in a time is actually way more interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Like as a here's what history was like here's what the times were like for us back then mm-hmm. and when you say that i feel like yes that actually is a really that does come across in the in the book um oh, good uh, yeah and i think that it's i mean I, I think for a lot of us so i started writing the book just so people know like fucking six years ago or something so i i did not write it um with any of the stuff that's currently happening in mind but i think a, a lot of us at this point are um really like heavily feeling the fact that we are living through history i mean we already talked about uh the pandemic we already talked about the black lives matter protests um like the the stuff that just went down in the fgc which we're going to get to later about uh all the sexual abuse and accusations of pedophilia and this that and the other thing is like a big historical moment for the fgc um and i think yeah like I, i just I want people to sort of understand that like all of us are always living through history and it's not just something that's in the past. Like this is history right now that you're living through. And once you understand what that means, like what does that mean for you as a person? Um, So I, I I wish that it had been less relevant because like all this stuff is abhorrent and terrible and I wish it had never happened. But like, unfortunately, yeah, it's, I, I feel like it's sort of reinforcing a lot of the, motivations that I had when I was writing. Yeah. It's one of those things where I've continually thought throughout this moment in time of looking forward to what are we going to carry through Mm -hmm. into Mm -hmm. the future? Like what, what do we need to 
have recorded? Like, how do we prevent things like this from continuing to happen? How do we prevent that ableism? Like, to how do we shut down the systems that allowed those things to happen? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the additional problem of when people are new, when they come to this community, what will they have in front of them as Mm -hmm. guidance in terms of how, like not falling uh, back into those same exactly yeah how do you prevent yeah. that backslide uh-huh, which is uh-huh. entirely possible and honestly it, it is almost wild to me to think that this hasn't happened yet uh, mm-hmm. and what you have done which we should probably get into now uh, yeah. we we could probably talk about the book a little bit later as well but because uh, I am interested in some of like the details of like when it is coming out. Maybe we yeah, should. Yeah. Maybe you should say when you are. You have planned for it to come out before sure. we oh, sure, slide sure, sure. into the next so, topic. <laughs> so uh, it's it's good that you phrased it that way. When I have planned for it to come out, because I mm-hmm. have planned for it to come out like five <laughs> or six times already, and all of those deadlines have not happened. Um, my current thought is around August first, um, if not before then. I'm at the stage now where I have like 99.9% of the manuscript typeset and ready to go. The cover art is ready to go. Shout outs to Quasimodo X or Quasimodox um, for that. Oh shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should share that on Twitter soon so that everybody can get excited about it. Um, so it's just a matter of, so I'm using the same publisher that that you are. Thank you for your help in helping me set that up. Um, they said that it might take a couple of weeks to go back and forth with setting up the ebook. So I don't know how long that's going to take, but like uh, fingers crossed August 1st is what that, the current date is. That really only takes like two-ish days. Oh, good. Okay. That is a relatively fast process. However, I will say that since the time that I had published Geef's Gym, which, by the way, Quasimodo X also did the art for <laughs> for mm-hmm. Geef's Gym as well. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I mean, he does a phenomenal job, so I'm looking forward yeah, to it. He's a good artist. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, but the like since I had done that, the whole publishing process has changed entirely uh. like the, the create space was what like was a like a daughter company of amazon at the time and then uh-huh. kindle direct publishing had since like completely enveloped that and was like bought them back in a weird way it's very yeah, strange but that process should take yeah that process should take not super long okay. uh, to give you a little bit of like hope there yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you have that thank you <laughs> but i will say do the like order some proofs for yourself to yeah. like to see what all that shit looks like cuz mm-hmm. they were figuring out what the bleed means and how to mm-hmm. to prevent that for like cuz once you have it anyway th- th- this is too much inside baseball uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly but uh, th- that makes sense though that you wouldn't have like a solid date because of the how how shit works but uh, understandable uh, and looking forward to it when it does drop oh, thank uh, you. but moving on to the next topic of how do we prevent that backslide into what things were like and how do we cope with things right now uh, and prepare ourselves for the future something that you had taken the helm of uh and this was months ago at this point uh which has since kind of evolved into what we have now was this 
FGC TO Discord, which right now what you're doing with it, and we can talk about the the FGC TO Discord and like what else is going on in it later, but right now what is going on in that Discord is a kind of full-on push for a code of conduct. Uh, So could you tell us like who's involved with code of conduct, uh, what it means, and uh, kind of how it came about? at all any details on that yeah sure so um i can't share everybody not just because um we're still debating uh internally like how we want to handle disclosure of people who are in there um but also because there are like 700 people or something so Mm. if i tried to list all of them that would be very bad um yeah fair yeah um what i will say is i've seen a couple of people I think talking about it in public and I think probably they wouldn't mind me mentioning them um, so Ultra David for one is in there um, he has been helping us to draft the language of the actual code document itself um, at mm-hmm. this point I should probably um, say that a code of conduct <clears throat> is not like a legal code it's not like um, this is one of the things that I learned uh, the hard way um, when this whole thing started, I thought a code of conduct was a full legal code where it was like, you know, subsection A part seven code green, you know, don't touch someone's shoulder or something like that. Um, but no, uh, code of conduct is a very broad, almost sort of philosophical or ideological statement of like what general types of actions are not allowed. Um, And in fact, anybody who wants to know what a code of conduct looks like doesn't have to wait for ours to come out. Um, All of the pro tours have their own codes of conduct. Um, So for example, if you just go to the Capcom pro tour page and look up their rules, um, their rules page is very long, but there's a code of conduct section on the rules page that's only about 530 words long to give you a sense of like, again, it's really very short. Mm-hmm. Um, so the code of conduct itself that we're drafting, as I said, is um, primarily being drafted by Ultra David, um, who, in case people don't know, is like the one of the premier esports lawyers and probably the by far the premier FGC lawyer, I would imagine, in the world. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So currently we are on the second draft of that. Um, We've been, I think we've had it for about a week now, if I remember correctly. Um, And again, we're waiting for 700 odd people um, from across the world to give feedback on it. So it's going to be a little bit of an iterative process of people getting their thoughts in and then David updating the draft. Um, Our deadline that we have for ourselves Um, coincidentally uh, to sort of get that out to the world is also towards the beginning of August so um, again with any luck we should be able to announce that relatively soon Um, but the other thing that we are doing is um, in addition to writing that code which again is just like a short document um, I think the main um, work that's going to come out of what we're doing right now is to create um, basically a um, almost like a government of sorts of TOs where people can have this um, global system of saying um, okay, you know, what can we do as TOs, speaking of the idea of um, you know, 
preventing backsliding, what can we do as TOs to actively make the scene better? What are some measures that we can take to design our events in such a way that um, not only are they safe to go to, not only do we have like a, a known list of offenders um, who have been demonstrated to cross the line in ways the community cannot abide by, um, and therefore, you know, the entire community can come together and sort of unify in um, in protecting ourselves from those people. Not only can we do that, um, we can find ways to reach out to other groups that might have interesting information that would help us grow. Um, we can, again, design our event spaces. We can design our events, um, our community spaces as well, in such a way as to be more like actively inclusive and respectful of people. Um, so I think that's going to be a really important um, accomplishment if we can pull it off because I mean, obviously, the all the codes of conduct in the world, which again, like they, those exist already. There's no shortage of codes of conduct. All the codes of conduct in the world didn't stop all of these things from happening. They didn't stop people from being harassed and abused and taken advantage of. And like, you know, I, I don't have to go down the list at this point. Everyone is sort of familiar with it. Um, the only way to stop that stuff is to get is to come together as a community and find some way that we can agree upon to take action um, both like retroactively in terms of um, addressing offenders and also proactively in terms of um, you know preventing people from doing that stuff in the first place by like educating them better by designing our event spaces better all that stuff that we're talking about um, mm -hmm. so again we've got um, 700 odd people in here there's people from um, all around the United States, Canada, South America, um, a bunch of different countries in Europe, Japan, Korea, I'm pretty sure is in there somewhere, um, Australia, New Zealand. So we're trying to get as many people as we possibly can. Um, I don't know off the top of my head how many like major TOs there are, but there are at least three that I can recall. I also don't personally quite fully understand what the difference is between like a quote unquote major TO and maybe some other TOs, <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, that is like completely arbitrary, honestly. Yeah, right. Like. Yeah. Um, and we're always, you know, working on bringing more people in. So like it's, yeah. it's we're trying to make it as fully representative of the the tos as we possibly humanly can no yeah i think that what has been done so far is phenomenal uh and i think if people would listen back i can't remember how many episodes ago this was uh, but when the icy glacion was on mm -hmm. uh this show uh, she spoke directly about the code of conduct for michigan masters which has since gone under but at the same time uh they had a phenomenal like route of way that things that can be reported and what is going on with the uh, FGC TO discord is that this is kind of a place where things can be reported. This is like a, yeah, it's kind of like a, like this is the like quote unquote official way, even though it's, it is weird thinking of it as like an official thing, even though it is yeah, just right? like a group of people agreeing that this is the way that things should yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if it protects people, then that's, let's call it official. Uh, yeah. But 
I I understand that you have to. I mean, I get it that we can't like name names of who is all on it and who's involved because yeah. again, it is a huge network of people and it is public. So like anyone can get in on this is kind of the other thing about it. Uh, also, if you're a TO and you want in the TO Discord, you can just. Yep. You can be there. There's nothing yep. stopping you from. There's not like a, a seek. There's not like a secret Illuminati nope. invite. Nope. Uh, you can yeah. just like hit body novel up on Twitter.com. Yeah. yeah. So this is, in, in fact, this is sort of like I think it's. I worry sometimes that I go too far the other way because literally what happens is people send me a DM on Twitter and say, hey, can I get in into the TO Discord? And I look at their bio and it says like, I love Tekken. And that's it. And I go, well, okay, are you a TO? And they go, yeah, I TO in, you know, fucking, you know, Nevada or something. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll take your word for it. And I send them an invite. Uh, so yeah, there's, I have not only uh, is there no like secret to how to get in there. You, you probably people have just straight up lied to my face and are in there um, already. So there's, there's really no, uh, no, um, What's the name? The barrier to entry at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's another way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, please, please, everybody should feel free to, to contact me and get involved. Yeah, there's no street cred uh, necessary at this no. point. Because, no. I mean, I'm in there, so clearly there's... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You'll allow any motherfucker right, yeah. uh, <laughs> in on this one. <laughs> uh, no, but like... it By doing it that way, though is that I still feel, though, as if the entirety of the community is, at least right now, we like to think it's, like, kind of Twitter-based or, like, there is, like, a central... But there really is no, like, central hub. There are so many small communities that uh, don't really get, like, national or even global recognition that are out there putting in the work... uh, and there are TOs who just have like maybe 23 followers who are just like, I, I do a Tekken sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's, and like you are under the umbrella of a, like if, oh, yeah. if that describes you, the listener, yeah. you are under that umbrella of someone whose opinion matters in the instance of building a code of conduct and mm-hmm. being a part of the community. So it's all, mm-hmm. it is all reaching it is not it is yeah. non-discriminatory yep. in that sense yep. yeah so yeah so i should real quick before i get into the background a little bit i should also add um even though the group so far is is you know within a margin of error 100 percent composed of tos um and they're going to be the ones who are working on this stuff we are going to um well except for uh ultra david who's not a to but we needed a lawyer because otherwise we would get our ass suit off. Um, we are going to like actively solicit feedback from like broadcasters and streamers and players and um, uh, even like uh, team owners, um, event space owners. If we can, if we can convince Capcom and all the rest of the devs to talk to us, we'll talk to them too. Um, so there will be, like in a broad sense, there will be feedback from as many different areas of the community as possible. But yeah, the, in terms of the like directly sort of having a hand in it, yeah, like we welcome all TOs, big and small. Um, and in fact, that was to get into a little bit of the background of the Discord. That's sort of what the Discord was originally created for. Um, so um, one of the things that we've 
I don't know if we've touched on it yet, but if we did, we did so briefly, is uh, also that I do is I write for toptier.gg, which you've we had. Have not, we um, have not talked about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, surprise, everybody. I write for toptier.gg, um, uh, which you've the, had the the uns- the show <laughs> Eli Horowitz, truly the unsung hero of the yeah. FGC. <laughs> I'm gonna, that's going to be the fucking joke for the rest of my life, I swear to God. Um, <laughs> it's fine, though. Actually, um, could, could I write a guest? Hold on. <laughs> maybe we'll talk about maybe we'll talk about this yeah, later. Yeah, but yeah, maybe yeah. I'll write like a yeah. a, a guest. Uh, yeah, I'll write in. Yeah, I'll talk Fucking... to Choi about that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so right, he's been on the show before. He and again, um, Gabe. Oh, so I did mention this earlier. Uh, Gabe Ortega or Arteaga, mm-hmm. however he pronounces it. Um, to my knowledge, those two are like the founders of Top Tier, and Choi Sauce is kind of the the main editorial guy, and mm-hmm. Gabe is like the tech guy. Um, so yeah so i write for them um one of the series that i do for them is this unsung heroes of the fgc thing where we try to highlight um people who are not top players but who you know contribute something to the community Um, many of whom are tos but we've also done like content creators and cosplayers and various other types of individuals um so the discord uh actually came out of that um it was when i was talking to our mutual friend nogaremi um for that series uh he was saying that he as a small uh tournament organizer at what was it rochester it was uh, yeah yeah, uh felt as though he was sort of having to reinvent the wheel all the time because there was just no as you were saying there's no centralized source of information for tos there's no central like where do i go to find other tos that i can talk to about stuff um so i said to him in the middle of our interview and you can go look this up we posted the whole audio interview it's the only audio interview that we've ever done on the website um i said to him yeah someone should really do that um thinking that he would be like that's a good idea i will and instead he did the (laughs) obvious thing which was that's a good idea you should and i was like fuck um so it was his idea um and i was trying to be lazy and pretend like he didn't say it so i i sort of like put it to the side and then uh, Choi Sauce, um, about two months after that, it's so like at the end of October, was like, hey, in our, in our internal top tier Discord, was like, hey, uh, Eli, did you ever get around to making that TO Discord that No Grammys was talking about? And I was like, fuck, no, I didn't, but I guess I will now. Um, so yeah, originally the Discord I, was created on almost the last day of October of last year of 2019. Um, and originally, it, I mean, again, it was just this place for TOs to show up and be like, hey, what kind of monitors are good? Or like, hey, mm-hmm. how long does it take to run this type of game? Like how much time per match should I allocate for this type of game? Or like, hey, which bracketing websites do you prefer? Um, and again, for about, uh, what was it? November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. So like eight-ish months, eight, nine months. Um, so that's five, all five that years, was. Five years ago. So yeah, 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 right. Yeah, four score and seven eons ago. Um, that's all that it was. Like, it was just, you know, maybe 100, 150 TOs, mm-hmm. um, almost all of whom were local, small local TOs, um, just being like, hey, does anyone, like, here's a cool overlay tech that I found. Like, does anyone want to share this overlay thing? Um, and the only reason that it has become what it has, beco- uh, what it has become um, is that one of the... 
um, people who was in there, which I, yeah, I probably don't think he would mind me mentioning his name, um, Puppy Swarm, Tom Drury, I think, the guy who runs or like is a main contributor to Chicago Tech N, um, uh, DM'd me when all of these allegations were coming out and said, hey, you should put out the call again um, to get people in here so that we can do something about this. Um, so that's what I did. And so it went from being like I said, 150 to like 650, 700 people in the space of two, three weeks. Um, so that's the that's the long story about the Discord. And so one of the things that I wanted to, um, in addition to just like giving people the full picture and all this other stuff, um, one of the things that I wanted to emphasize in there is that, um, uh, and I think this is going to probably come up again a little bit later, like think again about the way that I just framed the story where I think a lot of people at this point, if they're aware of the Discord and if they're aware of my role in it, um, they're probably going to react um, like you did, Joe, where they're gonna say something about like, haha, he's an unsung hero, ha. Huh? Um, uh, you may not use those exact term terms because you're you're being you about it and, and ribbing me a little bit. But I am like, being you know, a bit facetious. I yeah, am being yeah, yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. facetious. Um, but, but people are going, <laughs> like, basically the idea is that if people know about it, people are going to be like, wow, what, like, Eli is doing this great thing. Um, and one of the things that I, I like, I really want to dissuade people of that view. Um, and so that's why I made sure to mention that Nogaremi had a hand in it, that yeah. Choice Sauce had a hand mm -hmm. in it, that, that, Puppy Swarm had a hand in it becoming a home for the code of conduct stuff. Um, this is one of the themes of my book as well, is that um, like the people who contribute to historical change, or if you want to call it progress, historical progress, um, are almost always not the ones who get credit. Um, like obviously we're all familiar with like you can name a string of people off the top of your head right George Washington was a big guy for founding the United States and MLK and Rosa Parks were big in the civil rights movement and Gandhi was in India and like you you know you've got everyone's got their like fucking baseball card set of like history superheroes or whatever that they can point to um, but I really want to encourage people both with my fiction and like I'm doing you know just right now explicitly to not think of history as operating that way like even something like the to discord which seems like it's just you know a guy started it and now i'm moderating it and whatever um without nogaremi like talking to me about his own life and encouraging me to do it without choice sauce then following up two months later to get on my ass about doing something that i should have done in the first place and without puppy swarm being there to um, to again, like encouraging me to do something that I probably should have thought of doing myself. Like, A, none of this would have been here at all in the first place. And we would, who knows what the fuck would be going on. Right. And then also, B, it wouldn't, even if the TO Discord had existed, it wouldn't have necessarily been a home for this code of conduct stuff. So, whatever comes out of, whatever comes out of this whole enterprise, um, really needs to be understood i think as like the result of a huge number of small contributions and not like it's a thing that eli did um mm -hmm. so that's that's the other reason that i sort of wanted to tell that whole story no that's that is a good point it is a collective effort uh, which actually does come through in your book, even though two of the characters are legitimately interchangeable and don't uh, matter if you remember them or not. Uh, that's that's a that's a hey. If you want to know if you want to know what I'm talking about, you should read yeah. the book. 
<laughs> but uh, that is like reminiscent of, have you watched, the, I don't know why I was thinking about this, maybe because you mentioned Puppy Swarm uh, from the Chicago Tekken scene, which, great dude, like phenomenal guy. Uh, but have you watched the the Jordan Bulls uh documentary series no i didn't okay so like one of the things that is hilarious to me about it's not a great documentary series even (laughs) though the the bulls were so dominating is that it like explicitly does not talk about like all of the other people involved or like does not talk about jordan's uh shortcomings let's say uh and it is very much like a look at this hero like look at how phenomenal he is whereas like there there were so many other people that they could have talked to and gotten their inputs on that like Mm -hmm. just didn't like straight up didn't happen but like (laughs) not the case in this situation but uh that's i'm glad that you pitched it that way no grammy's great dude choice sauce great dude like all of these people who are involved are people who are important in moving the community forward even though they are quote unquote unsung heroes of the FTC uh, let me ask you this though I took a, had a moment of silence there to think about the importance of of figureheads let's like because people know who jordan is but can they name the other five starters on the the dominant bulls era of of chicago you mean, basketball you mean luke longley tony kukoc um <laughs> oh fuck was it bj armstrong or was he earlier and then scotty pippen i don't pippen. remember was, no, ron harper sorry it was ron harper okay yes anyway no you're saying though Pippin, is it a thing for Pittsburgh people to also be fans of the Chicago Bulls? Like, oh, uh, I don't know. So my dad is a basketball fan. That's the reason why I am. I don't think I would watch basketball otherwise. But so he's he was a big basketball fan. So we watched a lot of Bulls growing up. We watched a lot of Spurs after that, which is going to come up later in this interview. So spoilers for that. Um, so anyway, that's that's my story about that. <laughs> Uh, I, I I feel like it has a thing to do with like Pittsburgh at the time didn't have a basketball team and oh, at least yeah. of people of of our age mm-hmm. growing up the Bulls were I mean it was oh yeah the dominant well, and like Space era. Jam and everything yeah oh yeah, yeah it was the dominant era of the Chicago Bulls so like mm-hmm. did we are we all fair weather fans who just <laughs> ended up that way probably Maybe. but uh, regardless though. Yeah, let, let me ask you the question though figurehead of the do you think it is important to put someone at the helm of someone who is visible sure. to say even if it is like a like if it is like Capcom what if it's like Capcom fighters right mm-hmm. let's like put that as a figurehead yep. Yep. to say like them in agreement with a code of conduct or something that moves the community forward like that. Do you think that that is important to the movement? Um, So I'm actually glad that you brought up Capcom fighters in particular, because I think this ties back to um, one of the notes that I'd made, um, which was a very brief note for myself that you may not have even understood because I didn't bother to explain it. Um, So the first answer to the first question, um, it's irrelevant whether I think, that figureheads are important because they're inevitable. Um, There's no conceivable way for 
um, a human group of people of any reasonable size to get together and try to accomplish something without some people ending up with more authority and more sort of attention focused on them than others. Um, and there's, I'm sure that people can can debate like how extreme that has to be. Like, I don't think that, that there has to be a dictator or like a fucking authoritarian at the head of something. Um, but there's going to be someone who has more sort of pull than other people um, for one reason or another. So whether or not I think they're important, we have them and we're always going to have them. So we had damn well better figure out what we want to do with them and how they can um, at, at the very least not harm things, but also hopefully contribute to something that's positive to the community. Um, so, and then you asked, oh, good. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's like, again, this is going back to the whole history thing. Mm -hmm. Like, we remember Rosa Parks, but before Rosa Parks, there was Claudette Colvin. Like, mm -hmm. Google her name to find out what she did and why she was important. And mm -hmm. kind of she did exactly what Rosa Parks did. But there's kind of uh, she Rosa Parks might have been propped up as a figurehead of mm -hmm. this is what the movement is. This is what we stand for. Yep. Uh, but I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, that's okay. So so and then the question, like I said, the question becomes like, you know, how do you assuming that you can select your figureheads? How do you do that? And then if you, regardless of whether you can select them or not, um like what what should they be doing and how should they be doing it um so and this this goes for you too if you are listening and you are a figurehead um this is this this applies to you um <laughs> and this is where i was thinking about um the code of conduct in terms of um what it really means to have a community in the first place um mm -hmm. i think the FGC, I think, has always been very clear on the fact that a community is not an industry and is not a uh, like a capitalist space. So this is a whole FGC versus esports debate that very rightly has been going on um, ever since the word the, the abominable word esports became a thing. I fucking hate that word. Um, and Lowercase very, e, capital S, sports. I, right? Just put, please put the fucking capital S there. Um, e, e, e hyphen sports makes me want to literally jump out of the second floor window of my house. I hate it so much. Um, oh, boy. This is, this is what life is like as a writer. Um, but so, so it's very clear to us that it's not a capitalist space because um, – in a in in a, in, a, in an industrial space or like a you know a space that's focused on money and making money um you do have some things that apply to a community you do have structure um you do have continuity um you do again have like leaders and people who can speak on behalf of large groups of people um but what you don't have um is um, for lack of a better word, morals. Um, I'm I, so here's my bias. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of capitalist enterprises. I'm not a, necessarily a huge fan of capitalism as a system. Um, just to get that all out there, um, if that upsets people, uh, sorry, my DMs are open. Um, but um, like, there's there's a reason why so many people are upset about their jobs. If you look at like work surveys. 
um, consistently somewhere between like 35 and 40 percent of workers in the United States are actively disengaged with their job, which is fucking staggering. Um, and is not remotely what you would want or expect from a community. It may, it would be insane if 35 to 40% of people were like, yes, I'm a part of the FGC, but I fucking hate playing all fighting games and I hate watching fighting game streams. And I don't want to talk about fighting games with anybody. Like that's inconceivable. Um, like it's one thing to make a joke about like, I lost a lot, therefore I hate fighting games now. But like, seriously think about that for a minute. If, the, if almost half the community was not was like actively like fucking around and not engaging with the community that would be nuts i don't know i'm pretty sure i say i fucking hate this game every pre-tournament stream so that's just, <laughs> yeah. that one's on me yeah um, <laughs> that's but honestly that's my fault <laughs> uh but right so then but then the other thing is um a community is also not just a group of friends who are hanging out and i think that this is where we are at right now both within the like code of conduct stuff in particular and also in the community more broadly is that I think a lot of people want the FGC to just be as though it were a bunch of friends hanging out. And if it's a bunch of friends hanging out, there's no, you know, there is no code of conduct really. Like, you know, you're friends, you just sort of like work it out and you figure it out on your own. There is no, there are no figureheads. Like if you have figureheads in your friend group, that's disturbing. And I think that that's weird. Um, there are no like authority figures, right? Like there are no people to come in and say, um, Hey, you said this word or that word, or you did this thing or that thing. We're kicking you out. It's either just, you know, people hang out with you or they don't. And the standards of behavior, therefore in a friend group are very different from what they are in a community for good reason. Um, and so I think that the, the, one of the main um, most important things that a figurehead in a community can do is to really be a good role model in terms of walking that line between like, no, we're not a friend group. We do have to have some level of like real standards of how we treat each other. Um, and we have to recognize that there are going to be people in here who we can't be friends with, but we still have to treat them with a certain base level of respect on the one hand. And then on the other hand, saying also we're not an industry space and we do have to allow ourselves to pursue things that are not profitable. We do have to like allow ourselves to have fun and to do things that might be like slightly risque if a corporation did them. Um, that to me is one of the main like striking that balance is one of the things that I really want to see. Um, figureheads in this community do. And I think there are a lot of people who are already doing that. I'm not saying that that's like a mass failure or anything like that on the part of the community. Um, but just to answer your question, I think that that's a super important thing that people can do just to like model that behavior um, and sort of help to lead people towards um, the type of atmosphere that is appropriate for any community not just ours but like any you know large community mm -hmm. i feel like this is somewhat reminiscent of conversations that were prominent in the fgc two years ago uh when the capcom pro tour was really like picking up steam and they were somewhat they weren't really enforcing like a code of conduct but they had like built a code of conduct and were like releasing it to the to the general public and there was 
grant the conversations back then were not, Hey, how do we make sure that humans are protected? It was more so of how do we ensure like Capcom doesn't step in and make all setups side by side mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. like fate, like facing cabs. Like mm-hmm. that was the, the, the tenor of conversation back then versus what thi- but like at the same time very reminiscent of what it is now of that was the the corporation leading that push and like tons of people being worried about well what does this mean for my community mm-hmm. uh, but in this moment in time we're now talking about well how do we protect people and if we had a Capcom or even a, a tech like a Harada figure for example mm-hmm. step up and say this is our code of conduct based on uh, this group of what this group has thrown together not not thrown together but worked on together uh, to create a space that is that moves the community forward then like that I feel like that is so much more of a positive angle and a positive spin on that sense versus what you were talking about of friends who were like, I don't want Capcom in my friend group. I don't want mm-hmm. Capcom deciding that when we go to the, is it we? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one of the, so in this moment I was like, Oh, when we go to the diner, but in my mind, I'm like, no one's going to a diner right now because, <laughs> because of quarantine. Like, well, so actually a really good example is when we go to a stream, right? I mean, so one of the right. things that uh, people tend to overlook is that oh, like yeah. s- streams are a pretty fucking important part of the FGC, especially now, but even before, streams are a hugely important part of the FGC and people's behavior in streams is is like a huge part of the behavior in the community. So like, yeah, yeah like, that's only online. That's the online mm-hmm, FGC. That's mm-hmm. not the FGC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, I... <laughs> If that's not the FGC, I'm in trouble because I've been, I've, this is, this is, people are going to uh, probably blow me up for this and rightfully so. I have not been to one FGC event in my life. Damn. That is a true fact. I have, the closest I have come is that I've been to um, Replay FX, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, Joe, but Yo, it's Replay a, FX is dope as yeah. fuck, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a giant pinball convention um, in Pittsburgh that Friendly. obviously is not happening this year. Uh, yeah, I was I was actually <laughs> thinking about replay effects the other day, being like, "Yo, it's yeah. canceled, right? Like they're not, yeah, yeah. They're not doing that this year, right?" <laughs> yeah. uh, the kind of a sidebar on replay effects is that Pittsburgh also has like a pinball hall of fame that's we like do. somewhat outside of there. It's fucking awesome, dude. It's I incredible, and they yeah. move a lot of like the pins from there to replay effects but there's also a whole bunch of like arcade cabinets and like fighting yeah. games all set up uh, it's replay effects pretty dope uh, yeah. but regardless but, right. but it's not a fighting game event but that's the no. closest I've ever been I entered a Street Fighter bracket there one year uh, and technically went 0-2 although one of the people I was going to play DQ'd so I'm not 0-2 in the bracket but like I played two matches and I lost both of them. So, so that's the closest. So, so if we're excluding the online FTC, then I am a ghost, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That's fair. Uh, yeah. But like, it's, but that's not, I, that's like not important though. There is no, Oh no, no, I, no, I've I been, I've been trying to make this like a point on, on this show a number of times and like how, I, because like 
being the head moderator of our Street Fighter, there is a yeah. lot of people who are just online. Like, I yeah. have to yeah. deal with those people. And, like, knowing that there is a subset of people who seek to undermine the community in a way that makes it not as friendly to certain groups of people. Uh, that's the community. Like yep, that's sure what is. It, there is no difference. Like no, it, no. we all like to think of, ah, oh, well, if you go like in person, it's all fine. Like yeah. nah, dog, you go in person. Uh, like there's a chance you get raped, like straight yeah. up. Like, yeah. That well, and the other thing was, too is, what this it was. is yeah, this is, this is something that happens everywhere that, that people are like, well, like that edge case doesn't matter. And then because you've ignored the edge case, now you've set a precedent for yourself where you're ignoring all sorts of stuff that you're like your response to bad behavior is I'm just going to train myself to ignore it. The end. And like this is one of this is one of the other things that I do in the book is I try my best to like make an extended analogy between what people do in fighting games and what they do socially. Um, one of the ways that um, Maya, the main character, learns to grow in a, as a person in her relationships is by sort of applying fighting game concepts to conversation. Um, and like, this is really like, think about if you trained yourself in when you were in a fighting game to, to like, if someone wakes up with a DP or something and you get hit by it, to be like, oh, that was lucky. They're not going to do it again. Like there's a pretty good chance that you're going to get hit with the next one and the next one and then a wake up super like you cannot do that. You cannot set those bad habits for yourself, even though it's a quote unquote edge case. And even though it's something that quote unquote like shouldn't happen or quote unquote shouldn't matter, like think of that like it blows my mind that people will be so serious about the games that we play in the fighting game community and have like one percent of that amount of seriousness with the actual fucking community itself. You have to like if you are that serious and you understand the importance of good habits and like doing the small things and all that other stuff. If you understand all that in the game, please, for the love of God, understand that that applies to real life, too. I remember that chapter in Daigo's book, The Will to Keep Winning, where it's ignore when your opponent does a good thing and just dismiss that entirely. Mm. I remember that chapter. <laughs> right? That was like, a good one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Crazy to me that people will do that. Anyway, I, where where do we leave off? I got on. No, a no, no. That's a that's a that's a very. I mean, that's a good. That was a good bit in the book, by the way. Uh, but. To the credit, though, of the people who are, yeah, man, I'm fucking lost. I, I don't know where we left. <laughs> that was a, that was a fucking sidebar to end all sidebars. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna hard turn into the next yep. transition. Record scratch. Uh, yeah. You got your, yeah, you've got your soundboard. Where's the record scratch? Oh fuck, I don't have. I've got two whole panels of a soundboard and no record scratch. Let me just write. All right, so let me write down. Pull the pen out. Record scratch. Hold on. Record. I got to write it down. Hold on. No, and record scratch. Okay, I'm going to add that one. Any other requests for the soundboard while I'm at it? I've got the pen out. I'm ready to go. That's not so much of a request as it is a demand, but I'll, I'll think about requests for later. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Regardless, with that, though, yeah. we are kind of coming up on the hour, so I, yeah. I, is there any closing thoughts before we move into the, the final segment of the show? Uh, yeah, just real quick. I wanted to – um, one of the things that someone asked me on Twitter 
um, when I was talking about the TO Discord is I'm not a TO, but I want to do something. How can I help? And uh, I thought right. that was a really interesting question um, and, a, and a really valuable one because TOs are like whoever ends up um, trying to make something better is going to need help. I mean, again, this is something that I brought up early in the, earlier in the show. Um, it's not just me in the TO Discord. It was people who pushed me to make it. All the people in there are the ones who are doing the real work. Um, we all need people to actually help us out um, to, to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish. So I just I like had some ideas. Um, I didn't know if you had thought of any yourself or you wanted to add any, but the ones that I had were like um, apply to be a mod either in like a forum um, such as our Street Fighter or some other subreddit um, or in a Discord or in someone's stream. Um, if your favorite streamer needs mods, um, see if they're willing to take you on. I mean, again, online spaces are like 100% just as much part of a community as offline spaces are. Um, and one of the best ways that you can um, make those spaces better is by uh, removing the people who insist on polluting them, which is by being a moderator. Um, uh, this is sort of a half joking answer, but like, if you know how to fix someone's net code, please. Um, <laughs> people have been doing that for a while uh there was like the, the melee oh. one that just came out recently there was yeah. some other stuff um so like you know ha like haha but also seriously if you know how to fix someone's netcode that's a way that you could contribute to the community um if you don't know what you're what you want to do and you have a local that you go to ask your local to there's an extremely good chance that, that individual knows ways that you can help out um so yeah so i don't know if you want to add anything to that list but like just just ask um, other people if they need stuff basically is a good way to start yeah that's actually like that is the to me that's like that's the end question of because people who are looking to get involved who might not have an idea of how they can get involved is that's that's the question you have to ask you don't know what you're going to need to know so mm -hmm. go to the people who are in leadership positions and say hey what what do you need? Like I'm available for yep. this amount of time. What's what's like if someone were to come to me and ask, I want to be involved in the, the weekly tournaments that you run. How can I help? And I would have a line of questions to ask them like, what, like what's your availability? Like, what are you up to? Like what's, what's going on? But I would be able to, I have the time for that person. And there are a lot of TOs who also would have the time to, to put you in a position of where you can help out and where, like where your skill set can be useful. Um, I, I, I don't have anything to add to that conversation. Like honestly, because it is a, because it is very much a case by case basis. Like yep. it's also, yeah, there's, there's that too. There's also not a whole lot of people who are at, here's the other thing here. Actually, I do have one additive thing to say is my advice for a very long time of people who are involved in the community, who are, who mostly just play the games or maybe they even, uh, yeah, who, let's no, nah, let's just say who mostly just play the games. If you are at a point in your involvement with fighting games where you think to yourself, I'm just kind of bored playing. Like I don't have the, the spirit of Marvel has died in you. Let's say <laughs> you can, you are at, you are at a, a, a precipice, a turning point where you can say, 
let's get more involved and see where that leads you because that will lead to at least for me that led to me learning a whole bunch of other skills that like i i could not even list out the skills that i have learned from asking and being more involved i i couldn't do it i've tried uh (laughs) It's not possible, but that could be a position where you might find yourself in of saying, I'm bored of playing. What else can I do to kind of, because you might still love fight. Like I, if, if there is a game, if street fighter six comes out and I don't love the game itself, I'll still be involved within the community in some way. Mm-hmm. It will just be different in terms of playing it. Uh, so if that describes you, then like you, like Eli said, just ask your TO, ask someone who is in a position of influence what you can do to help, and they will have advice for you. I, I promise you that. Um, but with that, unless there is anything else you want to to pull nope. out before we no, end no, the show, okay. With that though, final questions. I yep. don't let people leave this show uh, <laughs> without ans- answering a line of questioning, which I believe. Uh, says a lot about their character, who they are as a person. Uh-huh. Uh, and it comes in two parts. Uh, first part of the question is, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? Um, so, yeah, so I've been, I've been thinking about this ever since I heard the first, well, well not the first episode of RSF Radio, but the, like the first time I myself ever heard an episode of RSF Radio. Um, uh, so I, there, there's a lot of great answers, obviously. Um, like the, you know, so there's a really huge amount of uh great normal attacks um and i i thought about trying to come up with a um a less embarrassing answer like i thought about saying that um for example i really love um magneto's launchers which in various marvel games are various different commands like s obviously in marvel 3 or like crouch heavy punch and marvel 2 um like i think the animation is super cool it's got ridiculous properties on it um it's a very nice attack but my my favorite attack and again you you are not wrong when you say that this reveals a lot about a person's character which is why which is why i tried to think of a different one (laughs) my favorite uh normal attack in fighting games is cable stand heavy punch which is just, just him firing a bullet full screen, which <laughs> combos into itself. You can just mash stand heavy punch like four times. From there is an extremely easy confirm into uh, his full screen beam attack, which in turn can be canceled into his full screen beam super. And if that doesn't tell you about what type of fighting game player I am, <laughs> then yeah. So, then, then you've never played Marvel 2. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or at least like watched a a very strong cable player be full screen dominant with (laughs) kind of with that kind of attack. Okay, solid answer. But like you said, explains a lot about the character. However, part two of the question is: What is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Yeah. So again, I thought I gave this a lot of thought. Um, There are a lot of. I mean, again, there are a lot of really great combos. like loops in a lot of games are really great a lot of tech end combos look incredibly sick um a lot of combos in anime games are ridiculous because they're just like a million different moves which is way different from uh what a lot of street fighter combos are um uh 
like smash combos are very interesting because the whole combo system in that game is fucked up and weird. Um, but the one that I have to go with that sort of resonates with me the most. So I mentioned earlier that I was a Spurs fan. I guess I still am a Spurs fan, although it's getting harder these days. Um, so I watched a lot of Tim Duncan growing up after the Spurs, after the Bulls was sort of the Spurs. And Tim Duncan is obviously like the, I think of Tim Duncan as like, if a right angle was a human being, it would be Tim Duncan. Um, <laughs> right. Or it's just like, there's nothing fancy. There's nothing like cool or stylish or it's just like, it goes this way and then it fucking goes that way. And that's it. So, so the combo that I always think of that sort of feels that way to me is, uh, Ryu, um, especially in street fighter four, but I think he probably has this combo in other titles as well. Uh, crouch, medium punch, crouch, medium punch, sweep, just like, bop bop and then sweep which is i put that in the book you might remember that part as well yeah. is that to me is just like the most tim duncan like you know three hit combo i'm going to confirm off my crouch medium punch i'm going to get a knockdown at the end of it this is like as simple and as basic as it needs to be that's that's what i'm going to go with interesting huh yeah. that's that's a fun con no i i like that combo i actually think that that's right? more of i think mm, nah, it might be a right angle i don't think about it because it really <laughs> isn't anything that fancy of it. i mean it's a it's a link got a link yeah, all. yeah it's true you, you and but also like ryu as a character is also a very like his his limbs are very straight when he attacks not like ken obviously he's got like the fucking stanky yeah. leg and everything that he does so that's another reason why i sort of associate it between the two of them i suppose that is true his crouching medium punch in that game is very much like the chunk of my body is upright. My fist is is straight right. forward. Yeah, yeah. And then that is kind of the opposite for his sweep. Where like, <laughs> the, the, yeah, no, it's very blocky in, in that sense. Now that you mention it, no, that is, I could track with that. I track with that reference. Okay. All right. I understand. The Tim Duncan of combos for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, which actually, like, I feel like a lot of people don't go for that combo. I mean, because there's more yeah. damaging options, of course. But it does get, you do get the hard knockdown, so... Yep. I, just, I used to love... What, what the fuck was the Ryu player who was on Team Yomi uh, back in Street Fighter 4 days? Um, shit, I can't remember his name. I should have looked this up beforehand. Let me just name uh, some Ryu players. Air? Was it Air? No, it wasn't Air. Yeah. Uh, was this guy was, it? like, Atlanta area, I feel like. Oh, um... Oh, my God, what was his name? Do, 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 do. All right, I'm not going to remember that. Uh, yeah. It's going to kill me though. Uh, yep. But Joel, Joel, Joel. Yes, yeah. yes. That was one of his specialties, as I recall. Nice. Uh, yeah. re regardless, folks, good answer. Oh, thank you. It reveals a lot about your character as well. <laughs> for better and for uh, worse. For better <laughs> and for honestly, for worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That will be a show for us. Before we head out, though, where can people, one more time, where can people find you on the internet? Yep. So, uh, Body Novel is the the unfortunate um, appellation by which I am known. So, twitter.com slash body novel, twitch.tv slash body novel. And then my writer's website is elihorowitz.com. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, wear your fucking masks, everybody, and mm -hmm. uh, stay safe. Oh yeah, it has been a pleasure. Thank you very much once again for coming on the show to talk about what you've got going on. Uh, looking forward to the next iteration of the Code of Conduct, and hopefully that is picked up by uh, 
by mm-hmm. the people in positions of influence, let's say. Fingers crossed. Uh, fingers crossed absolutely and with that though that's a show catch us every thursday ish now uh for the podcast monday nights for the east coast tournament friday nights for the west coast uh but that'll do it for a show again i'm super joe monday on twitter.com or at reddit sf on twitter.com or just head on over to our street fighter and and see what's good there's a lot of stuff going on over there uh but that's a show until next time stay safe peace